please remain standing as we affirm our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. to give voice to God's praise, and we do so through bells, through trumpets, through strings, through drums, and through our voices. And we have an opportunity to share with our voices, with our friends and neighbors, the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ be with you. It is good to be with God's people today. Amen. You know, the music is so wonderful and so powerful uh, in the life of a congregation. And um, uh, Lloyd, thank you for the uh, centering music on that grand piano. I understand Stan Benton volunteered my annual salary <laughs> and his that we just go ahead and keep this. But if you all want to help, I'd be gracious about that. <clears throat> this is a time in worship where we have opportunity to give praise to God and to lift up our intercessions, those things upon our heart. And the way we will do this is I'll begin the prayer. And each time I say, Lord, in your mercy, I invite you to say, hear our prayer. And at the appropriate time, I will give you time around your table to share those concerns aloud with those you are worshiping with. Let us pray. 
Oh God, sometimes words alone cannot adequately express our love for you. So thank you for the gift of music. On this Music Sunday, we are grateful for bell ringers and pianists and singers and instrumentalists, for congregational singing and other musical expressions of our faith. We thank you so much for those who walk alongside music ministry, who are not often seen but have spent time printing the order of service and placing those orders of service in our hands, welcoming us to a worship where we can sing, feeding hungry musicians after long rehearsals and those making music more accessible to us through audiovisual technology. Lord, in your mercy. Oh God, thank you for those times when just out of the blue, we are reminded of a melody that we heard in church, inspiring us throughout the week. Oh God, thank you for the gift of music. Lord, in your mercy. Oh God, we pray for those who may find it difficult to sing today because of uncertainty and loneliness, worry. For those in grief and pain who are sick. Those who are impoverished from the basic necessities of life, the hungry, the homeless, the disenfranchised. Remind us, O oh Lord, that there is always a song to sing, always a lyric, always a tune that can speak to our hearts, even songs of lament for heavy hearts. And so we offer to you our song of lament for the brokenness and the pain that we see throughout your creation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear the songs of your people today, whatever songs you may be calling us to sing. Songs of peace and healing, songs of justice and hope, songs of praise. And for those of us who can't sing harmony or who even feel self-conscious when singing a hymn during worship, thank you for the Bible verse that says, A joyful noise is pleasing to you, Lord, in your mercy. And now, O oh God, in the silence of this moment, hear those prayers of your faithful gathered around the tables today as they share with you and with one another. pray the prayer that Jesus taught his friends and who invites us to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We serve a generous God, and God places within us a generous heart. So now let us continue worshiping God 
and the generosity of tithes and offerings and gifts, I would invite our ushers forward.
Our first scripture lesson comes from the book of Psalm, verses, chapter 34, verses 1 through 3. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. The word of God for us, the people of God. God, praising God in the days that end in Y. Now that feels like it's pretty inclusive, doesn't it, when you think about that, but is it possible, as our scripture reading just implied, I will bless the Lord at all times, praise shall continually be in my mouth. That passage of scripture in and of itself seems to say 24-7, 52 weeks of the year, 365 days in a year's time, but is it really possible, is it really possible to uh, live a life of praise on a day-to-day basis? What about in those settings and those times when crises comes home to roost in our own homes, in our own families? What about those times when we get the unexpected notice that our job has been eliminated or there's no place for us in the continuation of of the picture of our employment? What about when those tough words come to us about a health prognosis? Is it possible to still praise God in those moments? Job, in the Old Testament Job, we find a person who somehow came to grip with that and pretty quickly, and he said, even in these words, in the most difficult and dire circumstances, though he, in reference to God, though he slay me, Yet I will hope in my God. I believe the number one agenda, the number one agenda for the church and for the follower of God is to live a life of praise, to live a life of worship. Easier said than done, but it's one of the challenges that comes to us as the children of God. What is the greatest commandment the the so-called religious experts of the day said to Jesus? What is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus responded by saying, To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Not too much hesitation in that response, too much deviation in terms of what the circumstances of life might bring on any given day, but to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Romans 12. He said, To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual worship. The message, I think, in those responses from Jesus and the Apostle Paul is that worship is not a time of week that we, get, that we set aside for doing something special. It is not just a time and a part of our life which is excluded from everything else, but is integral and a day-to-day part of our living each and every day. It's really a very way of living. It's the way of life. It's a lifestyle, living in worship and living in praise to the loving God, the God who gave us life. One of my very favorite biblical stories is found in 2 Samuel chapter 24. And in that, that biblical story, we see King David who arrives on the property of, 
of someone in his community by the name of Arauna. And Arauna sees and responds when King David and his whole entourage show up unannounced at his home in the same way perhaps you and I would if a political dignitary showed up at our home. And he says, King David, I don't know why you've come, but I, anything that I have is at your disposal, whatever you need that I have. And King David informs him that he's had a vision that he's to uh, create and prepare an offering, a living sacrifice to God. And so Arana responds and he says, take my livestock, take the yoke, create the sacrifice and build your altar to the living God. I give it to you. It's freely here, available for you. Please take it. It's all yours. And Arana responds with a profound, res King David responds with a profound response to Arana. He says, no, I will not take it freely from you. I will buy it from you. For you see, I cannot offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings which cost me nothing. I cannot offer to the living God something which costs me nothing. Living, worshiping, praising the living God will cost us something. It will come on days when we do not feel like offering our praise and our worship. It will come on days when things are not going well. It will come on days when we just do not feel well, when we just do not have it within us to give. But God calls us. God invites us. God encourages us to give what we can as a life of love, as a life of worship, as a life of praise. And when we do that, when we learn to do that on, in the good times and in the tough times, we are changed. We are transformed, and we experience God at a depth and a level that cannot be experienced in any other way. I encourage you. I challenge you. I hope you will find ways, as I continue to, on this journey of faith as well, to seek for ways that I can live my life as a living act of worship to the loving God, uh, providing my own praise in all of the circumstances on a daily basis as we worship and live for our living God. Oh, worship the King, O oh, glorious above.
are you having today? Is it a time of thanksgiving for overflowing blessings? <coughs> or are your thanks coming from a deeper place of peace that comes from your faith? As well as being based on Psalms 107 and 100, this anthem we'll sing now quotes the classic hymn, Now Thank We All Our God. Martin Rinkhart wrote this at the beginning of the Thirty Years' War. He was serving as a pastor in Saxony, in a town besieged with war and plague. And in 1637, he, as the last living pastor in the town, performed over 5,000 funerals, including his wife. So it is a witness to his persevering faith that he wrote these words at that time. Now thank we all, our God, with heart and hands and voices, who wondrous things has done, in whom this world rejoices, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way, with countless gifts of love, and still is ours today. He was praising God and helping us to praise God in the days that end in Y.
Hear now these words from the New Testament book of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing these things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. On the days of storm and grief, we lean hard on the promises of God. We're going to share a contemporary hymn by Keith and Kristen Getty that reminds us that by faith we can move mountains. We know this because we see the hand of God in creation, in the promises fulfilled in God's word, in the lives of those who walk by faith and not by sight. On those days when we wonder whether we've got what it takes to get through the storm, we can remember we are children of the promise.
sing together, This is my father's world.
our last scripture reading comes from the book of First Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfaded, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that in the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that through perishable, that though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Ultimately, we praise God because we are Easter people. I love the morning prayer that says, New every morning is your love, great God of light, and all day long you are working for good in the world. Whether it's a beautiful Sunday like today or a rainy Monday, hump day or payday, each day that ends in Y is a day to praise the Lord. And this is why. Because Christ arose, we can live forever with him. This is the source of our ultimate praise.
doido. It was a real blessing that when he came for the festival yesterday from Minnesota, he said, well, I'll be laying over if anybody wants me. <laughs> Especially since we had this grand piano brought in and it was a fifth Sunday. What a wonderful opportunity and he has been a wonderful leader and inspiration for us. Let's stand and sing together, all creatures of our God and King. That's all y'all. All creatures. 